Hi everybody, I'd like to personally thank you for tuning into our video, because you have a choice of listening to other people who've actually played Breath of the Wild talk about it, but you chose us! Me, Matthew, and Chris here. And neither of us have actually played Zelda yet. Yeah, but here's here's the thing, here's, here's where it gets good, because you don't have to be jealous of us, you know? Because when I watch these other videos, I'm just seething with rage knowing other people can play this game before me. You don't, we're, we're right there with you, we're like your buddies, we're relatable. Right? We're relatable. We watched all these stuck-up jerks who have the game in their possession. So stuck-up. And we yeah. figured out what they learned about Zelda, and we're going to share it with you now. Yeah, yeah. Put through a Matthew and Chris filter. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild launches in one week as of this recording. That's seven days away, folks, and I am just champing out the bit here. Uh, it comes out, of course, on the Wii U and the Switch for $60, and we've learned all sorts of new impressions from people who've been playing it. And, you know, as we've said, making us angry and jealous. But uh, Chris, what are some of the things that have stood out to you based on this recent uh, glut of information? Well, the thing that everyone seems to agree on is that this game is hard. And yeah. that is really exciting to me because Zelda's been a little too easy for the last you know, number of installments. I think Majora's Mask was pretty tough. But uh, yep. in Wind Waker, you know, the dungeons were too easy. The damage was too yeah. low. There were several installments where I felt they kind of treated the audience with uh, kid gloves. And they are not doing that in Breath of the Wild which really does excite me. There's enemies that can take you out instantly. They gang up on you, they can like shoot you from really far away. There's not a lot of barriers in this game, so the exploration is so open that you can wander into an area that's got enemies in there that you are not equipped to fight, and they will just tear you apart. This, this is also cool because not only does it extend to the combat, but also to just the general way the game is designed. In other words, uh, there's not really a long tutorial at the beginning. You kind of get a few notes on what things do, and then you're kind of on your way. And if you die, it's pretty much, that's that's on you. Yeah, that's another thing I really like is that there's no hand-holding in this game. Uh, there's like, if the first hour or so, people say there's like a number of little little boxes that pop up and say, hey, this is how you do this, this is how you do that. But once you get past that, like, it's not like a, a drawn-out, you know, segment of the game that forces you to do certain things. Uh, there's a, it, it lets you go in any direction. It lets you really make your own experience. Uh, everyone that I've listened to talk about the game says they've had a totally unique experience. They went a different direction than anyone else. The world is so huge that you're going to be talking with your friends about, oh, I went, I went over here and saw this thing. And then your friends will say, wow, I, you know, I did something completely different. That's kind of the second thing that everyone seems to agree on is that uh, the game is just absolutely massive yeah. in terms of size and scale and scope. And beyond that, it looks like our fears about it being a little too empty, were, they've been assuaged, I would say from these impressions because it sounds like you know, the game's very dense with things to do and like you said it's really cool that everyone's going to have their kind of own story going into the game and uh you know their own little adventures that are not necessarily just on this linear path which is what a lot of games have been stuck doing recently uh, zelda included people say that there is a story in the game that is you know relatively linear and the game can it will kind of point you in the direction of the story it remains to be seen whether that, that leaves the exploration feeling like a distraction or whether it leaves uh, the story feeling like an afterthought. I, I don't know. Those are two possibilities that crossed my mind. That reminds me of my own experiences playing the Nintendo 64 classic Donkey Kong 64, <laughs> where I would often get distracted by uh, other you know trails of bananas and stuff while, while going towards a, a specific trail of bananas. So if this game is like a fraction as good as that, I think we're in for a terrific time. Good analogy. A good comparison. Um, another thing I really am excited to hear about is the NPCs in the game, which sound like Majora's Mask inspired. They have like lives, you know, they, they go from one place to another. 
Um, they don't just stand in one place waiting for you to talk to them. Uh, they have like based on the time of the day or um, they'll, they'll, they'll like go to work, they'll go do things and they don't follow a strict path either. So you, you can like talk to them, you can get in front of them, you can like interact with them as they're doing these things. And you'll kind of run into them in just not not necessarily random locations, but you're in different locations. Yeah. As you're going, you, you'll, you'll find this NPC in location A at this point, but you go back there later and they might not be there. It might be in location B. And that's pretty surprising. Like, I, I didn't I didn't know there was this level of depth to the to the people, because that's a part of the game that's been kind of shrouded in mystery for, uh, you know, since the, since the unveiling of the game. Yeah, that's still one of the things under embargo. Uh... Apparently, people who are currently covering the game can't talk about certain things, so they can't talk about the towns, they can't talk about the story, they can't talk about later advanced weapons you get. Um, yeah, like the big dungeons or whatever. Yeah, they can really only talk about the first few hours of the game. That's really what we have to go on, but another cool thing about this game is the ability to beat it very quickly. Um, the openness of the game extends to the final boss, and we've listened to some reports of people who tried to do it and said it was insanely difficult. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I was hoping for because Awanuma had confirmed this before, but it's nice to to know, you know, that wasn't just a bunch of hot air. Like, this is uh, this is something you can make an attempt to do, and I, I plan on doing that uh, probably within the first couple days I get the game, just because it sounds like a, a neat little uh, change of pace there. Charge the castle. Yeah, and I, I'm really curious to see how that plays out like whether the difficulty of the game is based on just having to learn how to deal with certain certain challenges or whether it's really a skill based like you have to be constantly on top of your game to avoid the attacks to get the attacks you need to overcome those challenges to actually get to the final boss or to or even to get through a difficult area that you haven't you know powered up enough to deal with easily yeah by and large it sounds like there's a multitude of ways to approach each situation this time around it's it's a little more analog in a way than past Zelda games where there might be just one solution to a puzzle. And this one you can kind of, because of the way the AI works and because of the way the, the game physics work and the different runes you have, you know, that you can manipulate things. Yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward to, to being able to tackle these situations in, in a multitude of ways. The runes that we've seen from these, from the videos released today, are, are the same runes we've seen before, which is like you can manipulate E3, yeah. Yeah, the E3 ones where you can lift things up, you can swing things around, you can, you know, uh, the stasis rune where you like hit things multiple times and then fling it across the room. Um, but it seems like there's a lot of these different abilities that you get throughout the game. I'm really excited to see how this opens up the options available to the player. Uh, it sounds like the multiple ways to achieve objectives in this game is very exciting. And one of the other things I see everyone agreeing on is that not only is this does this Zelda game take some modern conveniences into a, into effect like the uh, the physics engine, the voice acting, etc., but it also uh, is by and large a return to Zelda's roots for the very first game, making it uh, you know that open-ended feel, that exploration feel. Everybody's you know using using this this comparison, and I just like to go ahead and say that I told you guys that Zelda One was a great game. I know not everybody agreed with my list, my top Zelda list. I've got kind of unique taste, but Zelda 1 is a masterpiece, and I mean, I, I mentioned it in the list as well, but the fact that Nintendo has decided the future of Zelda was was by looking back and seeing what worked from the very beginning just uh, shows how forward-thinking that game really was. So, as a huge Zelda 1 fan, obviously I'm really excited for that aspect as well. The main concern that I have is inventory management. Um... There's a lot of little items you pick up in this game. You're pretty much constantly picking up and using items, whether that's food Oot. or weapons or arrows or what have you. And it seems like there's it's it's not the most streamlined system. 
you know, you have to constantly keep pausing the game for, for, you know, a few seconds here and there to switch weapons or to pick up, you know, items or rearrange things. And there's, there's a limit to how much you can carry. So at some point you're going to have to pause the menu, like go to the menu, drop some items to pick up other items. The degree of crafting is still a little uncertain. So I don't know how far that's going to be taken, but mm -hmm. I guess that remains my biggest concern, whether that is going to end up kind of dragging down the exploration. Like, you know, you go exploring, you collect a bunch of stuff, and you're like, ugh, now I gotta, now I gotta sort through all the garbage. <laughs> you're really gonna have to have to do a lot of stop-and-go stuff. Yeah. Stop and pause. That's my concern. Yeah, no, I understand that. I'm hoping there's, uh, like, some bigger bags, you know, bigger inventory bags and stuff that you can collect. I mean, sort of similar to how the rupees worked in the past games, where you get larger, um, hold larger quantities of rupees. Probably. Um, I also think one of the things that, that sort of mitigates that, it, it really depends on your style of play, but you can hurl your, your wielded weapon at enemies when they're about to break, or just anytime, really. And, you know, they'll shatter and deal more damage. And that's kind of a, a quick and easy way to get rid of your weapon without having to go to the inventory. It seems there's sort of two inventories. Like, one is actually takes you to another screen. I think that's the one with the food and stuff, where you see, you know, Link and he's eating food and doing the funny animations and stuff or he's shivering because he's cold yeah and the other one is kind of just a little bit of an overlay right where you pick your weapon it's like a um i think that helps it a little bit but mm. uh you know I, I think i think that's also a, a valid concern to have for uh for for the game just because you know going into going into menus a whole lot and managing your inventory can be kind of a drag depending on how it's done yeah if a weapon pops out immediately right after you lose your previous one i'd be i'd be more okay with it um especially if you can uh, like arrange them in a certain order well but even that might require you to be in your inventory more than you want to so <laughs> if your weapon breaks and then you pick up another weapon immediately you know just from the environment then you don't experience that pause at the break in the gameplay I'm curious to see if you can quickly pull something out of your inventory without having to go to the menu um, they've said that the story is darker than some other Zelda games and uh, it's, it's emotional like like I, I, some people compare it to Majora's Mask in terms of like the kind of dark stuff that you know the characters go through in that game uh, which I think is exciting. As long as they don't take it to a ridiculous degree, I'm I'm definitely fine with that. You know, darkness and light, big part of the series. Yep. And the the trailer hinted to that pretty much as well with the uh, really dramatic uh, last half of it. Zelda's all torn up. Regarding the challenge, I really like that you have to kind of fear enemies now. Uh, in, in a lot of previous Zelda games, or a lot of games in general, you are very powerful as a player, and you can kind of just... Oh, there's some enemies. I'm going to go fight them. Mm -hmm. It seems that the challenge of the game really makes you reconsider that sort of behavior. You have to like pause and say, oh, I can't just run into that group of enemies because they're going to beat me up and throw me around and not, you know, knock me around. It, it seems like there's not much. Uh, I don't know if there's many invincibility frames in this game. So like you can get knocked around by various things. Yeah, seems that way. And if you're like rolling down a hill, you'll keep taking damage as you roll. <laughs> so... Yeah, it's uh, it it definitely speaks to a a more wild and uh, kind of a dangerous Hyrule, which I think is cool. Right, but that that's so exciting because you're you're out in the wilderness. Yeah, I mean it should it should be dangerous. It should be that element of oh, I don't know if I'm ready to you know go this way. I think I'm gonna go the safe way instead. Yeah, it it sounds like players are dying reward. a lot playing this game. Like you're constantly dying because you're overestimating your abilities or you're not <laughs> uh, you're not affording the game the respect that it deserves. I look forward to dying a lot, I gotta yeah. say. Yeah, me too. Me too. Death. Something to look forward to in Zelda. The last major theme I wanted to talk about was the nature of hype. So, 
Oh yeah. This game. Gotta be careful with that hype, you guys. This game is getting hyped a lot. I am. I am not. I am not careful with the hype when it comes to this game. <laughs> are you? Are you not afraid of being overhyped for it? Well, I mean, you know what's the worst that that can happen? I'm disappointed in, in a video game. Yeah, that's 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 pretty bad. <laughs> that's pretty bad. You're right, especially if it's a new Zelda game. We get one of these like what every six years. Yep. Um. Yeah, no, I mean, but 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 it's so fun, you know. It's so fun to read the impressions and to see other people that are excited. I mean, that that's that's partly why we're recording this, just to just to because we gotta we gotta get these these thoughts out there. We gotta we gotta we gotta talk to to friends and talk to fellow gamers just about the the, the aspects of this this hobby that excite us. Um, uh, like you know, I think what you're alluding to is that it kind of has a dark side, right? Where where it can mess up the game for you. Yeah. Right. You don't want you don't want that to happen. Historically, we we have certain games that we point to in the past of, of being major events or major steps forward for the series or for the industry. You know, people still talk about Super Metroid and Metroid Prime and why do I keep saying Metroids? There's there's been several Zeldas and Mario's in there as well. Mario 64, you know, these 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 kind of defining games. When we're anticipating a game, it's very easy to get wrapped up in all these things that aren't really related to the game itself. Like, this game is going to be so great that I'm going to reevaluate what I think about other games. Uh, it's going to be this revolutionary experience, this transformative experience. And I I'm not sure how fair that is to the game itself, because, you know, not everyone is going to have that experience with it. Not everyone is going to pick it up and feel like their life has been improved by playing this game, you know? Well, I mean, <laughs> you gotta you gotta be careful about like what people are saying about it, versus that interpretation that it's that it's like this uh, transcendent redefinition of, of video games or something entirely. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the previews, there there are several that have said this is probably going to be one of the best Zelda games ever. There's a few that are like this is going to be one of the best games ever. Period. Yeah, and if they feel that way, I mean, their job is to report on the quality of the game so if 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 they're getting that much you know euphoria from playing breath of the wild then good on them i guess well, i mean I'm, I, I'm hoping i feel the same way because uh i i know what that's like to play a game where everything's clicking and you're just like this is this is a masterpiece right here this is a game i'm going to be remembering throughout my adult life admittedly it's been you know happening far less as i get older but Whenever you come across something like that, you want to tell the world, you know, you want to say, yeah, you got to go experience this. This is fantastic. Yeah. So, I mean, you know how it is. There, there are things that we geek out over that we want other people to also enjoy. So I guess it comes along with uh, that whole bundle there. And of course, the downside is, you know, you don't want to oversell something. You don't want to set someone's expectations so high that they couldn't possibly be met. But that said... All these previews and stuff, their impressions, I'm, I'm pretty sure their expectations were also very high in and of themselves. That's a good point. Would you enjoy the game more if you have no expectations and, and your expectations are surpassed? Or if you have high expectations and your expectations are met or not quite met? You know? Okay, so you're, you're, you're kind of, I'm kind of looking at like a, like a bell curve. Here yeah, yeah. Regarding expectations versus overall enjoyment. Uh, I mean, it's hard to say. You, I, I think if you go in blind and you're just completely blindsided by something, that that could be a factor, yeah. But uh, but at the same time, I think there's there's something enjoyable about the whole pre-launch period when everyone's really excited and you know we're all remembering 
you know, past games that we've loved a lot and we're all, you know, being excited together about an upcoming game that's doing stuff we want it to do. There's something to be said for the whole community aspect of it. And whether that's a worthy trade-off or, you know, maybe your hype being too high when the game comes out, I guess that's up to the uh, individual to kind of figure out. A little bit of double-edged sword. Yeah. Does it remind you of Twilight Princess? Uh, a little bit. Because Twilight Princess was hyped a lot. Oh, yeah. And I found that game pretty disappointing. Um, but maybe that was because Twilight Princess had this, like, euphoric, ridiculous, you know, uh, presentation at E3. And yeah. I think that played into it as well. Yeah, it's because Twilight Princess followed the most controversial Nintendo controversy in pretty much in their history, which is really, really saying something. Yeah. Because they've had a lot of... Uh, They've had a lot of controversial moments. Wind Waker, though, that, I mean, that made the internet explode. So when they turned around next year, the year after that, and, and showed that trailer for uh, Twilight Princess that no one was expecting, that made the internet explode again. And and yeah, I, 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 can, I can understand what you're saying. Like, that game was had so much hype behind it. And it was even delayed a couple of times, like Breath of the Wild, and it had a simultaneous, you know, system release like Breath of the Wild. So there's definitely some parallels there. But uh, I guess we'll find out in a week. If, uh, you know, if it falls short, we'll have something else to talk about. Or maybe it'll fall short for, for one of us. And, uh, and then we'll have something to bit fight about. Either way, we're going to be talking about it. So uh, yeah, we, we really appreciate you guys uh, listening to us on this. Um, and so, <laughs> but so be sure to check back when we actually have the game and can tell you <laughs> firsthand how it is. Yep, but... In the meantime, we'll be updating every day with new content until the Switch is launched, so stick around.